so looking at the cryptocurrency space, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, the whole space, hell, even Vertcoin, Tron. <clears throat> 2017 was a crazy year. And I want to talk about what 2017 was about and what that has meant so far for 2018 and what it means going forward. So this is Jared Tech. This is a Bitcoin cryptocurrency podcast. Let's get into it. So 2017 was a year where cryptocurrencies exploded into the mainstream zeitgeist, I guess you could call it. People became aware of it. People started researching what it actually is. Uh, We started seeing tons of content, videos, and podcasts, and uh, a ton of ICOs, uh, initial coin offerings, which means companies starting up in the crypto space. And, uh, you know, with Bitcoin, we kind of saw a splitting in the Bitcoin community. We had Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. So there was the block size debate. With Ethereum, we had the ICOs. Everybody, you know, and ICOs have good and bad press. People say good and bad things about them. I think ICOs are great. Not all ICOs are great, but I think in general, it's a really good thing. It's exactly what Ethereum was made for. Um, But the real big issue, the big overlying issue that, you know, is at the base of all of this is pricing. Conversions of uh, one Bitcoin to dollars, one Ethereum to dollars. And the pricing went through the roof. I mean, it went through the roof, which means people were buying a lot of Bitcoins, buying a lot of Ethereum, trading them. A lot of money was coming in. And what that did is it created what is called FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. It's an acronym in the crypto space and the financial space that's good to know. Uh, It also created a lot of what's called FUD, F-U-D, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. If prices didn't go up or prices went down, people started speculating without any real reason to speculate, which creates fear, uncertainty, and doubt. When prices started going up, people started FOMOing, which was fear of missing out, which means you see the price start to go up. And people buy a bunch of cryptocurrency, buy a couple thousand dollars worth because they're afraid that it's going to double, triple, quadruple in price and they're going to miss out. And the other thing that I noticed, and I kind of, I think I coined this acronym, maybe it's not popular at this point, maybe it never will be, but what I saw was a lot of what I call FOAM, F-O-A-M, which is frantic obsession about mooning. So... Frantic obsession about mooning means everybody's talking about crypto to the moon, to the moon, which means the price is going to go to like a million dollars a coin or something crazy, really high. And there was this frantic obsession about mooning, um, which is fun when you're in the midst of it. Like you bought some Bitcoin and you're staring at the price. So you're not really saying anything. You're not spreading fear, uncertainty or doubt. You're not fudding. You're not FOMOing because you already bought the coin. You're just frantically obsessing about mooning with whatever coin you have. So what that does is that creates a bias 
for whatever coin you have. So if you bought a bunch of Litecoin, you're like, fuck Ethereum. We don't need Ethereum. We've got Litecoin. Fuck Bitcoin Cash. I've got Litecoin. Or you buy Bitcoin, you're like, screw everything else. All you need is Bitcoin. If everybody just bit, bought Bitcoin, we'd be fine. When really what that is, is that's an indication of your bias, your frantic obsession about mooning, about the price of whatever crypto you hold going up. Um, and so those are the three things. Those are the three like emotions where a lot of the information and the chatter of cryptocurrency comes from. Now, the other place it comes from is development, which is a good place where you have somebody who's writing actual code to create actual digital products that you'll be able to actually use cryptocurrency on and with. Now, that's a lot of good stuff. FUD, not worth our time. FOMO, not worth your time. Foaming, not worth our time development that's worth our time educating yourself listening to you know as many Andre and Andreas Antonopoulos videos and podcasts as you can worth your time listening to a developer talk about what they're developing and how it's going to impact stuff and what's going to be used for worth your time so those are the things that are worth our time in crypto 2017 was the year of the ICO and ICOs are really reading white papers in my opinion absolutely worth your time. It tells you where things are headed and what developers are going to build or attempt to build. And it allows you to fully understand the potential within the cryptocurrency space. Um, You know, another thing that it's important to look at is we're coming out of the age of maximalism. So what a Bitcoin maximalist is is somebody who thinks you only need one cryptocurrency. Um, and it doesn't really make any sense to me because, you know, that'd be like saying you only need one car. I've used this example before, but, you know, if everybody drove a Honda Accord, basically that's the basic car that we could we could get by if all we had was Honda Accords. But is that the strategy that's actually going to work in the real world? No. And like I said, I've used the example before. If you've heard my podcast before, uh, you you would have heard that. But, you know, there's a lot of different reasons people choose different cars. Even though if you really look at it, we only need one car. You know, we only really need one website. Really, if we just had Facebook and we just put all the tools on Facebook, we only really would need one website. But is that a good thing? I think competition in the marketplace is better than having a monopoly. Um, You know, we only really need one country, but is that a good thing? So I I just don't think that it practically works in the real world to say we only need one cryptocurrency. And so maximalism has slowly been fading away a little bit because people are starting to see the reality of, oh, there's just so many potential uses within the crypto space that we're never going to just have one because people's needs and their wants are going to be so specific that the more we have the better which is why ethereum is such a great cryptocurrency and platform um and if you listen to andre antonopoulos he's got a mastering ethereum uh book that's going to be coming out i'd recommend getting all of his books he even talks about bitcoin cash and he even talks about ethereum now and and what the benefits of all that are and you know look what is this going to look like in a practical sense. Well, the cryptocurrency space is gonna basically, you're gonna use a, 
you're going to be going on the internet just like you are now, but you're going to be using a web browser, right, that's connected to a cryptocurrency keychain or wallet, right? And so you're going to be able to consume products, download applications, but you're going to do them through MetaMask or some type of a web browser. Now, for those of you who don't fully understand what I'm saying, a web browser is something like Chrome or Safari or Firefox, right? So you're going to be accessing this, uh, these new internet products through these newer web browsers. Now, I fully expect Apple and Google to maybe buy the web browser that works best for their operating system. But instead of having like an app store where, you know, you go to your iPhone and you open the app store or you open iTunes and you download apps or music, you know, instead of having that, you're going to have a web browser that does that for you, right? And then eventually they'll build their app store on that infrastructure. So and it, it's really it's really hard to kind of imagine, but we're rebuilding the internet so that it's compatible with these cryptocurrencies, which are essentially access tokens. Okay? So just like you go to a vending machine, you put a dollar in, you get something out of your choosing. That's the way these new websites will operate. You will go to these websites through a web browser that's compatible with a cryptocurrency. And you'll say, oh, I like this person, this content creator's video. I want to watch it. And it'll cost you a fraction of whatever cryptocurrency you're using. So let's say it's Ethereum and you use MetaMask. You'll go to a website like DTube right? And you will use a little bit of ether to access that content. And that ether pays for, you know, it goes a little bit to the MetaMask browser so it can operate. It goes a little bit to the content creator or creators that made the content. So it's almost like you're going to be able to browse ad free, but you're going to pay as you go. That's the trade-off. So think about what we're talking about. So if you go to MetaMask and you put up a video onto a website, something like DTube, which is a decentralized version of YouTube, you will have that video up and it'll be attached to your MetaMask keychain, for example, or your MetaMask wallet. Keychains are wallets in crypto. Okay, these are interchangeable terms at this point. Uh, the wallet holds your private keys, which allows you to access your your Ether or your Bitcoin or whatever, your cryptocurrency, and it'll allow you to get paid for the content that you put up online or pay for the content that you access online. So when we say we're entering an age of value, the internet of what Andre Antonopoulos calls the internet of money, what I say is the internet of value, every single thing that's online 
instead of having a third party advertise to you to pay for that content, you pay the content creator more directly. So, example, you go to YouTube and you watch a YouTube video and three minutes in there's an ad, like television, there's an advertisement that you watch. When you use MetaMask, you skip that ad. You say, I don't want to watch any ads and you throw a couple of pennies at it, basically. You throw a little bit of ether at it and that ad, you don't have to watch the ad. And then you'll instead, when you pay for that, you pay the content creator. So you can say, you can, you're, we're going to essentially have the ability to have a advertisement-free internet, but the trade-off is there's a cost to it. How do content creators get paid? Through advertising, typically, unless you're on Patreon, where you're directly paying the content creator for access to their content. Well, what percentage does Patreon take? Well, Patreon takes a certain percentage based on the cost of collecting and all that stuff and hosting. Well, the cost of collecting money, the cost of hosting data are about to be drastically reduced. So Patreon will be able to give a larger percentage of that payment to the content creator because their overhead will go down. And this is the biggest thing to remember moving forward. So we've had this crazy speculative bubble with crypto. We've had this crazy, you know, fear of missing out, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, frantic obsession about mooning. Everybody's thinking about the price with these three, these three emotional reactions to crypto. But don't take your eye off what's being built. Remember to listen to the developers, read the white papers, understand the trajectory and the direction that we're headed with crypto. Don't listen to the speculative people. Don't listen to the traders. Listen, if you want to get into trading, that's a huge skill that takes a long time to learn and a lot of discipline, and that's great. But the real, the real meat, the real meat and potatoes, the real situation, the real direction that we're headed is cryptocurrency is a new version of the internet, okay, that's based on value and allows us as people to pay other people for the work that they do online directly, work being defined as content creation, whether it's someone writing an article, writing a book, writing a story, someone making a video about news, about their personal opinion, or a movie or a TV show some piece of entertainment or information video, right? Somebody made, making art online on the blockchain like CryptoKitties. It's sort of like art or a collectible that is verifiably uh, made by that artist through the blockchain, whether it's music or uh, some sort of a drawing or some sort of a you know, some type of a data file, right? Um, we can verify that it was made by that artist and that it is what it is. It's, it, it is what it says it is. You know, CryptoKitties is the best example of that right now. It's kind of like a verifiable data file that has unique characteristics that cannot be copied or duplicated 
because it's on the blockchain. It allows us to verify that it is, in fact, a unique piece of data. It it'll, you know, The blockchain allows us to prove scarcity. You can prove that that CryptoKitty was made from certain other CryptoKitties that were bred, basically. That's what the game is. And so this is what the Internet of Value does. It allows us to recognize scarcity online. You can't just create a million versions of that CryptoKitty because you'll know it's fake and it will not be compatible with these new web browsers. It's a really amazing thing to think about and it's going to take time to build, but this is the trajectory. So when people start talking about, oh, Bitcoin's going to be worth a million dollars, Ethereum's going to be worth 50000 each, look, that's great. That's speculative fervor, that's speculative energy, that's fine, but... It's also important to understand why the value of these cryptocurrencies will continue to go up. And it's because they allow us to place value on content that's created online. And at the same time, and the reason there's value on it is because they give us access to content that's created online. They allow us to get paid fairly, more fairly, more efficiently for the content that we create online or for the engagement that we create online. So if a lot of people are watching your video, then that video becomes more popular, more people watch it, it's more valuable. So people will pay you directly for that video. And when more people watch a video, what does it do? It means that that video takes up more bandwidth. So it will be a little more, uh, It'll cost a little more to host that video, which justifies more money being raised for that video. You know, when people watch something online, they're using electricity. They're using their phone. So they're using resources to view that. And cryptocurrencies allows us to more specifically and accurately funnel value into things that are more valuable. You know, or things that get more attention. If you are the Mona Lisa and millions of people go to the Louvre to see you, right? You're a more valuable piece of art. But the value within that art is the fact that people show up, spend money at the Louvre, which allows other art to be at the Louvre because it brings more people in, right? It brings more attention. So if you have an amazing video that you put on a DTube website, right, and it makes DTube really popular, you can justify the fact that you made more money because you're bringing more people to DTube, which is good for everybody else on DTube, right? Like YouTube. If you have a popular video on YouTube, YouTube's going to pay you more money. You're going to earn more ad revenue because you're bringing more attention. So the whole situation with crypto is if you bring value you will get paid more it's a beautiful thing and if you are a consumer or customer someone who's watching videos or consuming content you're going to be able to do that in an ad free environment if you choose now the caveat here there's like a little cherry on top basically 
I don't know if caveat was the right word to use, but there's a, there's a there's another cool feature that's going to be coming in the future. If you're a consumer and you go to if let's 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 break this down further. If you use Facebook, you go to Facebook and you see all these ads. Well, you know, what if you have money and you can say, I don't want to watch ads. Here's five bucks. I want a week of no ads on Facebook. Boom, you pay for it. Well, what if you don't have five bucks? But you don't want to, you know, you, so all of a sudden now you have to look at ads. Well, you're actually, there's a way with crypto for you to actually get paid to look at ads. You see what I mean? So think about what I'm saying here. So let's say you want to watch a video and that video costs like a dollar. And you don't have a dollar to watch the video. But let's say you watch five minutes of ads and you give feedback to that company. And that company, instead of giving all that money directly to Facebook, they give you a little bit of, a, a little cut for your feedback on their products and their services. And you can in turn, you can say, hey, look, I just earned a dollar. Now I can watch that movie I wanted to watch. So that's how it works. So all of a sudden that money gets sent into your account and you use that money to be able to watch content. And it's already kind of happening in pornography websites. Look at the Vice coin. And I'm telling you, I already told you guys, pornography and gambling is where crypto is going to put its roots down, just like everything else. Every other content uh, creation platform online, video and stuff like that started off with, with pornography. It really did. I mean, that was the roots of it. And so if you look at Vice coin, they're trying to create a situation where you go online and look at their porn and if you interact like leave comments leave reviews interact with the videos or whatever you're actually going to earn vice tokens and those vice tokens you're going to be able to you know either exchange them for bitcoins you see what i mean and thereby being able to spend them in other other areas or you're going to be able to Use them to access more content on their platform. So it's a really cool situation that's happening whereby every action that you take online is going to be able to be a transaction. So you're going to be able to earn money for engaging with content online, creating content online. It's going to be a really amazing thing. So don't forget, ignore the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Ignore the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, the FUD. And for God's sakes, ignore the foam, the frantic obsession about mooning. And focus on the trajectory, the direction, and what products are actually being created and how those products are, are going to be able to be used by you in a practical sense. That's the real beauty of crypto.